two, the interlude with Drew. Yo, what's good, my people? I hope all is well with you. I hope um, if you're listening to this right when I air it, I hope you had a blessed Thanksgiving. You enjoyed time with family and friends. You got to relax a little bit, reflect, and eat a whole lot of food or whatever, and maybe even start to work some of it out. I know I, I ain't get a chance to yet. Well, a little bit, but not as much as I would like to. I really need to just reset my body in general and just really start working out on a regular basis. I just haven't had time recently, but... You know, my dad always used to tell me, when you don't have time, you got to make time. So, you know, that, that just goes for any priority in life. But today, I just wanted to share a thought um, from one of my favorite scriptures, which is Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. And um, the version that I usually read this verse in, or I kind of memorize it from, is the New Living Translation version. And it says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. I'm going to read that one more time. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. So the thought that I just wanted to talk about today is whose plan is it anyway? All right. So, you know, we we as humans and, you know, I know a lot of the listeners to this podcast are musicians, singers, minstrels, uh, different things like that. People that work in uh, church ministry or just people that have seen it from afar. But. I think this applies to everyone. We all have plans. We all have things that we want to accomplish in our lives. And we kind of make goals and dreams and we we set ourselves um, up in our minds with how we want to, you know, how we want to see our lives play out. One of the most important questions, especially when people are starting to date, is where do you see yourself in five years? And in most cases, if somebody said, you know, I really don't know. Um, They would kind of view that individual as someone with no vision or someone that um, doesn't care that much about their future or their life, and they probably would lose some interest. Um, If someone said uh, an answer like, it's up to God or only God knows or something like that, they probably wouldn't really accept that answer as well because most people want to think that you can determine how your life will be based on what you do. Now, I'm not saying that we don't work towards a goal And we don't work towards uh, getting some place in life because the Bible says without a vision, the people perish. So you have to be working towards something. And in Habakkuk, it says, write the vision and make it plain upon the tables that he may run that readeth it. So it's imperative that we set goals, that we plan, that we dream, that we make, uh, you know, have have a have a have like a, a game plan of where we want for our life to go. But we as believers must understand that and at the end of the day it's really up to God. He's the one that determines the way that our lives go. And that could be an encouraging thing or that could be a discouraging thing for you, depending on how you look at it. Because if it's discouraging, you may be thinking like, well, that might mean that I may never get on that stage that I, I was uh, looking for or that that career opportunity that I've been working towards all my life, what I've been trying to be since I was a little kid. That may never happen if it's not in God's will. And if it's encouraging, that means that even if I failed or, or you know, I came up short plenty of times in the past, God's going to determine my steps. So I'm going to get where he wants me to be at the end of the day. And I want to encourage you listeners to look at it that second way or the latter way, that no matter what happens in your life, you do have your plans. But like uh, Solomon says in Proverbs 16, 9, the Lord determines our steps. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. 
the Bible says that he that hath begun a good work in you is able to perform it. So he doesn't and he doesn't start anything he doesn't intend to finish. So many times I can attest to the fact that we feel lost. We feel like we're not going anywhere. We feel like we're going in circles or just spinning our wheels in the mud. Like if you ever seen a car that got stuck in the mud, I remember when I was a kid that happened a couple of times with my parents and the car stuck in the mud and you're just doing your best pressing the, the, the gas, trying to get out of it. And it's like the wheels are spinning, but you're not going anywhere because you're stuck in the mud and you got to do all types of different things, like put uh, something solid uh, for the car to drive over to get out. But for that time being, while you're spinning the wheels, you're just not going anywhere and it's frustrating. And that's what we feel like a lot of times in life when our life is not going the way that we anticipated. It's like, man, what is happening? Why am I going in circles? Has God lost track of me or has God decided that I've made too many mistakes and he doesn't want to take me where um, he originally intended for me to go? But that's not the way how it works. We serve a merciful God. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And it also says in Isaiah 53, verse 6, all of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. This is the New Living Translation as well. As you can tell, that's one of my favorite translations, probably my favorite overall beside King James. But yeah, all of us, like sheep, have strayed away. So that means God had a blueprint, a map for our lives to go. And we all, just like sheep, have strayed away. Now, if you're a Bible reader like me, you notice that we get compared to sheep a lot. I would say more than any other metaphor or simile, we, we get compared to sheep all the time. Like uh, in, in Psalms 100, David says that we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And Jesus, uh, time and time again, referred to himself as the good shepherd that cares about his sheep. So if he's the good shepherd, he understands how we are. Like, um, I believe it was David in Psalm said that he remembers our frame. He knows our frame and he remembers that we are dust. So it's like it's, it, God does have an expectation for us to live holy and he has an expectation for us to do the right thing. Like Paul even told us to be perfect. Now, are we going to ever be able to be perfect? Absolutely not, because we live in um, this fallen nature in flesh. And that's not possible as humans. But the standard is perfection. So if you're striving to um, be perfect, you're going to fall. But as long as you keep striving, you're going to do better than you would if you didn't try at all. And um, I say this a lot, but, um, you know, I always talk about how I love sports. But if you're playing basketball um, and you're striving to be the best or just to be a good player, every time that you shoot a shot, you got to expect to make it. Like if you go out there like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how to shoot anyway. So let me just throw this up then your chances are you're going to miss, you're going to fail. But a, a, a good player or a good shooter, every time they shoot, no matter how contested the shot may be, they expect to make it. And they're going to have the right mechanics, the right form. They're going to uh, set their feet right and do all that they need to do to make it every time. Now, in the back of their mind, do they know that they're going to miss shots every single game pretty much? Yes, absolutely. It's very rare that someone has a perfect game where they make every single shot. And even when that happens, if you made uh, like, let's say uh, you're five for five on threes, then you're going to start kind of like walking on eggshells. It's like, oh, I want to keep this perfect game. But when you know in the back of your mind that I'm striving to make every shot, but I know I'm going to miss, then that's the way how you're going to be successful. That's the way how we are in our walk with Christ. We are striving for perfection, knowing 
in reality that we're never going to be perfect, but we're relying on the Holy Spirit to help us to do the very best that we can. And when we fall, we can get back up again. So I say all this to say that Jesus compares us to sheep because of our need to depend on him. Many times, just like uh, Proverbs says, we try to make our plans. We try to do our own thing. We try to go our own way. And we don't want to be compared to sheep because they seem uh, like dumb animals or they are dumb animals. And when we look at their characteristics, we see that we're actually really similar to them. Like, for instance, sheep, they can't really defend themselves. They have no claws or no other natural defenses. So when they're frightened by noise, such as like running water, that'll they'll, they'll run away completely and hopefully in the right direction. And they have some type of protection as a group, whereas if they're by themselves, they're defenseless. They kick. A, a, a you is a young sheep, and they're prone to kicking if they're uh, if they're they're trying to protect themselves. So other than those two, they can't do anything. So that's the way how we are. We think that we can protect ourselves against like the wiles of the devil on our own strength. But the truth of the matter is, we really need God's protection. We really need His help. So. Jesus, knowing this, he understands that we need his protection. He just wants us to realize that. In Matthew 9, verse 36, it says, When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. So we also lack understanding. We think we know it all. We really do. But I can't tell you for sure what's going to happen in the next 30 seconds. My entire life could be changed in the next 30 seconds. But I really have no clue right now. Because we have these finite minds where we only know the past, we work through the present, but we don't know the future. God, he's in the past, he's in the present, and he's in the future. And I always say, why try to work out your own life story? Why always try to figure things out on your own? Why not trust the God that's already in your future, the one that's rooting for you to make it to his expected end? So we, we got to realize that just like sheep, we, we are frail. The, the, the sheep are naturally frail animals. They're not smart animals. They, they'll get hurt all the time. They'll go off and do the wrong thing, thinking that they know the way and end up in a ditch somewhere. And the funny thing is that when one goes off and does that, others follow and, and make the same dumb mistake. That's the same way how we are. We think that we're so intelligent, but the, the truth of the matter is we go after our own desires. We go after things that are not in the will of God, and we end up in a ditch somewhere needing God's help. So, we have, to, we have to realize that God knows the way and he has the best in store for us. He says in Jeremiah that I know the plans that I have for you, saith the Lord, plans uh, uh, of good and not of evil to give you an expected end. So this is his plan. It's always a good plan. We just have to trust that his plan is better than our plan. Whose plan is it anyway? Um, sheep are also emotional and they recognize their, their shepherd's voice. They have an instinct for knowing the voice of their shepherd because they're emotional animals. They can detect strangers. So that's why Jesus said that uh, my sheep know my voice and they won't answer to a stranger. So we as his sheep and the, you know, his people, we have to be able to um, recognize when God is speaking to us and not get confused or deceived by the devil or an imposter. So we have to learn how to trust in God and truly allow his plans to, 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 to unfold in our lives, no matter how long it takes. Um, God, God 
God wants us to allow him to uh, carry our burdens. Sheep don't carry heavy burdens. There's many other animals like oxen or camels or horse, horses uh, that will carry like a lot of, of, of weight on their back. But sheep don't do that. That's not part of their makeup. That's not part of their nature. You'll never see a sheep carrying like a big pack on their back. They were not meant to carry that load. In fact, they'd be crushed if they tried to carry that heavy burden. This is why God wants us to be like sheep. Because we try to carry these burdens, oh, it's up to me where my life ends up. It's up to me um, how my future turns out. But God is like, listen, just let me carry that burden. It's not for you to carry. Psalms 55 verse 22 says, cast your burdens on the Lord and he will sustain you. I believe it goes on to say he will never allow the righteous to be shaken. So you got to trust in that promise. I know it feels like you're being tossed back and forth, but... God is, is promising us that he's not going to allow us to be shaken. And we know what David said when he came to the realization that it's not up to him because he was a shepherd himself. He knew that the dependency that the sheep had on him and he was able to declare in Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. So he not only knew that God was his shepherd, but he um relied on God to be his shepherd. And he was like, listen, it's up to you. You lead, I follow. And I, I really love David. That's got to be my favorite character in the Bible between David, Paul, and Peter. I, I just love the way how David uh, is a man after God's own heart who did make many mistakes, but he was a man after God's own heart because he knew how to repent and get back in good standing with God. So that's the way how we have to be. We have to get our relationship right with God. Many times we'll be so enthralled with the positions and the work that we do for the kingdom of God. But, you know, I got to remind us of this, this reality that Jesus said that there's going to be many on that day that say, Lord, Lord, I did this in your name. I prophesied in your name. I preached in your name. I taught in your name. I witnessed in your name. And I can even add to that, like I played music for your name. I, I, I served on, on, you know, the, 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 the praise team or in the choir, or, or I did this, I did that, or I read my Bible, I did this, I did that. And he's going to say, depart from me because I never knew you. And that's such a sobering thought because, um, you know, many of us will be like, yeah, I know God. God knows me. That would never happen to me. But if, you, if you'll be honest with yourself, uh, there are many times in our lives, many periods in our lives when God can truly say, I don't know you. Because the biblical definition of knowing is to have intimacy. Like um, it says Abraham knew his wife or Isaac knew his wife or uh, Joseph didn't know his wife yet. Like, what do you mean? He didn't, he never met her before. Why are they making this long journey and, 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 and being engaged if he's never met her before? No, what it means is they hadn't been intimate. So when Jesus says, depart from me, I never knew you. What he's talking about is you. Yeah, I know your name. I created you. I, I have a, had a plan for your life, but you never took the time to get to know me on an intimate level, to truly come into relationship with me and to, you know, do like the sheep are doing and cast all your burdens on me so I can sustain you. So let's not make that grave mistake because there's no turning back after that. Let's live our lives casting our cares and our plans on him. Say, Lord, this is the way that I, I see my life working out, but it's not my will, but your, yours be done. Do what you want to do in my life. My, my life is really not my own at the end of the day. I, I see my life going a certain way, but it's really up to you. I surrender. Do what you will. 
All right. So that's what that's that's my thought for today. I hope that this blessed somebody and ministered to somebody, because really, at the end of the day, whose plan is it anyway? Is it God's plan or your plan? Trust in God's plan. He knows what's best for you. All right. So like I always say, take it one day at a time. Uh, only what you do for Christ will last and keep it pushing. God bless you all. I'll holler at y'all next time. It's the Welcome to The Interlude with Drew.